Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yellen. Our guest today had stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma with a large tumor around her heart. As many listeners may already know, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is a cancer that originates in your lymphatic system, the disease-fighting network spread throughout your body. And joining us from Ontario, Canada, to tell us about her success with cannabis oil and her stage four cancer is Kathy Monroe. Kathy, great of you to do this. We very much appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I love to spread the news. I tell everybody, so it's good to do, be here. Kathy, what were some symptoms you were experiencing before you were diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma? Um, well, in February of 2014, um, I had a chest cold and a head cold, and everybody at work was sick with a cold, so I just, you know, thought, oh, it's just a normal cold, and tried to fight it off for a couple of weeks, and then uh, after about a month, um, it wasn't getting any better, and I had a lot of phlegm, and it was just, yeah, it wasn't good. So I went to the doctor, and um, I was put on an antibiotic, and um, so I took that for a couple of weeks, and I was starting to feel better. Um, but then in about May, late April, May, when I went to cut my lawn, I couldn't breathe, and I, you know, normally I just whiz right along, but I couldn't even breathe when I was trying to push the lawnmower so it was on the weekend so I went back um, I went to the ER actually because my doctor wasn't in the office and they asked if um, they asked me all you know what I was experiencing and then they took an x-ray and um, then the doctor came back and asked me if I had recently fallen and I said no why and he said well you have this huge mass in your chest and he said um, we need to investigate right away so they sent me for a, a CAT scan, and um, right after that appointment, they sent me right over. And then uh, a couple days later, or probably the Monday following, I got a call from my doctor stating that um, I had cancer. And they weren't quite sure, like, what kind or what it was, but um, they said they wanted me to go for a biopsy. So they set me up with a surgeon at uh, the Kingston General Hospital. They have a, a huge cancer clinic down there. And um, uh, a lung uh, surgeon did biopsy down my throat cause, and did a biopsy of my lung. And then he d made an incision uh, near my collarbone and did a biopsy on my lymph nodes. Um, the surgery went fine, and, and I went home, and about a, the following week, he called back, and he said, because they thought it was lung cancer, I guess, at first, um, he called, and he said, it's not lung cancer, but you have stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was concerning. <laughs> what, what goes through your mind in that moment? Well, I didn't really feel like I my life was threatened or I was going to die. Like, um, I had done research. So in 2010, I watched the, um, 
documentary Run From The Cure from Rick Simpson. And so I knew about it. And actually in 2011, I made my first um, batch of cannabis oil, the Rick Simpson oil, and and uh, was giving it to or, you know, helping people with uh, pain and stuff with that. So I knew about it and I'd made it before. So I na- made another batch and I started it right away. And I didn't feel like, you know, my life was threatened in any way. I know a lot of people think, oh, you know, stage four cancer, you're going to die. But I just never had that feeling. So, well, you Sorry, Corey. Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, That's interesting how you knew about cannabis oil, but intuitively you knew that your life uh, was not threatened the way most people would when they've been diagnosed with stage four cancer because you had the cannabis oil. Correct, yeah. And you already had the knowledge of what it could accomplish. Yes, exactly. I wasn't taking it at the time, but I had made a batch and and I I had it and used it for burns and sores and stuff. Um, So yeah, I I was so glad that I knew that. Um, So do you want me to continue on? Yeah, Kathy, I just want to ask you, when you had this lump in your chest, uh, could you feel it? Was there any sensation? No, just my, um, well, it got to the point, um, they had to send me to a cardiologist because my heart wasn't functioning. Like the tumor was smothering my heart. Mm -hmm. And um, he did all kinds of tests and he said he couldn't operate because of where the tumor, how the tumor was. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't measure it because of how it was wrapped, but they they thought it was around 15 to 16 centimeters. Um, And then... So actually, I went for a PET scan, and uh, they found more in my neck too. So, and I'd lost a lot of weight in that couple of months. So that's why it was stage four because of the huge size of the the tumor, and it had spread and um, the weight loss. So the next, they um, the surgeon wanted to put a. I had fluid in my pericardial sac, which is the sac around the heart, mm-hmm. and. He said that it needed to be drained, but he couldn't really do it. So he said, what we need is you need to start chemo right away because we need to shrink this tumor or, you know, you're going to die. So um, I knew, (laughs) again, I'd done the research and I knew that chemo and radiation were poison and they actually cause secondary cancers. So I put it off. They set me up with a cardiologist or an oncologist from Kingston and they were calling and wanted me to start chemo right away, but I just, I was scared. I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was doing cannabis three times a day. Like, I was off work, um, so I was taking it three times a day. And uh, so, basically, um, my all my doctors were saying, you need chemo, you need chemo. Um, so, actually, I did start, I met with the oncologist in July even though I was starting to feel better and stuff. Um, uh, I met with him the end of July, and the following day, they um, they started the chemo. But I had to be admitted to the hospital for five days and have straight IV. Um, they started off with a, um, a some kind of a drug, and then they gave me a cocktail of four different drugs, and then the last day... Uh, so I'd get that cocktail for four days, um, but I had the cannabis with me, and I was trying to get my doctors to get me a prescription because I was sneaking in, in the hospital, um, because at that time it was illegal. Um, thank goodness it's it's legal now, and we have access to it, and we can grow our own, which I do now. I grow my own and make my own oil, 
But um, it was, you know, it was very frustrating because all the doctors, my family doctor, the cardiologist and the oncologist were all saying, you know, it, there's not enough research and blah, blah, blah. So when I when I did meet with my oncologist, I told him that I was doing cannabis and he goes, well, I guess that's fine as long as you do the chemo um, along with it. So he knew I was taking it, but the nurses didn't. And while I was in the hospital, um, I didn't have any of the <laughs> symptoms that all the other unfortunate cancer patients were, were experiencing, like vomiting and nausea, and they couldn't eat. I was like walking the halls, and <laughs> it was ordering it was pizza. Kind of funny. Yeah, actually, yes, I did order pizza. I had my son, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had my son bring pizza in. <laughs> Kathy, can I ask you what made you choose to do uh, chemotherapy? Um, because all the doctors were telling me, you know, that you've got to, we got to do, we got to shrink this. And, and so they, I was, I guess I was scared. They were scaring me or yeah. into doing, um, like I said, I didn't feel like I was, you know, threatened and my life was threatened, but I just, they were calling like every week we, we want, you got to set up an appointment, come see the oncologist. So when I did finally meet with him and he said, okay, we, you can do the cannabis. Well, I thought, well, I'm not, you're not going to tell me whether I can or cannot do it. I was going to do it anyway, but he, he said it would be okay. So, but they still wouldn't write me a prescription, um, but after the fact, they did. So I, I am I am legal now, and <laughs> and because uh, they saw what it did for me, so now they're all believers. Actually, my my doctor, my one doctor, is referring some of the cancer patients to me for the cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're really no different than many other people we've interviewed, Corey, who have succumbed to the pressure of the medical community yes. and mm -hmm. have taken cancer. Uh, uh, chemotherapy and radiation. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but it certainly does make a difference. I know with people who choose to do chemo, if they do it in conjunction with oil, mm -hmm. they come through it far, far better. Not only in the severity of the side effects, but also in how effective the treatment is. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, how many rounds of chemotherapy did you have? I ended up doing well when I met with the oncologist. I actually had my son tape the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, it, with his, he had the phone in his pocket and he didn't, the oncologist didn't know, but so I brought up all these alternative therapies and I said, what about cannabis oil and Essiax? Because that's another, um, drug that I, a uh, lady from Quebec, um, she discovered it and was giving it to cancer patients back mm -hmm. in the 30s. Right. But anyway, so I mentioned all these and he goes, oh, well, they're not going to do anything. So it was like, uh, it was very frustrating, but, um, yeah, I forgot what the question was. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It was just about uh, succumbing to the pressure oh, of the medical yeah, community. To the pressure. And how many rounds of chemo you'd had? Oh, yes. So I did, uh, I did do six, but after the third round, um, they did a CAT scan. So I started the end of July chemo, July 24th, I think it was. And then in October, I went for a CAT scan and the, the tumor was almost gone. The huge tumor in my chest was almost gone, and the ones in my neck were gone. Um, so it was like it shrunk like three quarters. 
So I knew, I knew it was, you know, it was working. But he originally told me I would need eight to 12 rounds of chemo. And then he said um, I would have to do radiation after that. And at that point, I told him, no, I wasn't doing any radiation, but I would do the chemo. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't have to... Uh, after six rounds, it was completely gone. I went for another PET scan in Ottawa, and they said there was no no sign at all. Of what anything. was your doctor's reaction to seeing it clear that quickly? He was he was surprised, and I, I said, "Well, I've been telling you it's the cannabis." So every so I'd have to go every year for a, a checkup, and I every year I went, I'd tell him, you know, have you been talking to other patients about like giving them a. a another alternative especially after it became legal and he goes oh no he's so he doesn't even bring it up in the conversation but he mm -hmm. knows i guess it threatens their job so right yeah 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 i guess so. um you know some of the questions i would have uh kathy is did you do um when you made your oil did you do a multi-strain oil or just one strain <laughs> My first one I did, like back in 2011, no, it was just one strain. Strain, okay. But I went for my cancer, yes, I did the research, and I did like um, purple cushions, and there's an um, one from Israel called um, Aaron Amog, so, so I did multi, yeah, I did. And, and, and I, did, um, I didn't do CBD until after, though. Mm -hmm. But I, I now I do a CBD THC mix, and I, I take it every night before bed for like a preventative. Right. Yeah. When you were doing it, I believe you said you were doing it three times a day. Yes. Yeah. Were you doing it all orally, or were you doing suppositories yeah. as well, or? No, just oral, just ingesting it. Okay. How much were you taking? Do you know? I would was taking about a gram a day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I didn't measure it. I just have this little. Just did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's the thing, too. People get really hung up on the, the gram a day, and I stress yeah. to people, this is just a guideline. Some people need exactly. more, some people need less. You know, mm -hmm. it's not you, an exact science. Exactly, and you do build a tolerance, like, to it. So, yes. yeah, so. Yeah. Were you getting a bit buzzed? Uh, when I was in the hospital, yeah, I was smiling a lot, and, <laughs> and like I said, eating, and yeah, I was, and, and the nurses couldn't figure out why I was so... <laughs> Why you were so, so happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did uh, did the nurses know afterwards what you were doing? I the last my last round of I think they suspected but mm -hmm. they never said anything cuz the doctor knew like the oncologist yeah. knew. Um and I did tell some of the interns that came in so I'm pretty That's sure likely they, they knew. Yeah. yeah. So but my last round I I told them all. I said, I've been doing cannabis, and uh, that's why I've been doing so well. And a lot of the nurses says, oh, yeah, I believe in that, and I've seen other people. And so they were all, yeah, yeah, everybody should, in this ward, like because I was on the cancer ward, everybody should be on it. Yeah. It's interesting that they wanted to give you radiation when you had uh, this tumor around your heart. And I'm wondering if you had the radiation, what that would do to your heart. Exactly, because also the chemo they gave me is was not is not good for the heart so when I was at the cardiologist having all my tests and stuff done I met another cancer patient who had the same cancer I had and was doing the same like pink cocktail she's called it and her heart was good before the chemo and it was causing her issues so mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I did the cannabis while I was on it um, because I I 
do have to go every year to have my heart checked because mm-hmm. of the chemo. Yeah, yeah. Were you on a chemo called R-CHOP? Um, What's that, I'm, R-CHOP? I don't have R-CHOP the list. R-CHOP is a combination of oh, tricks. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I can't remember. I do have it all written down. Like, oh, no, the, that's okay. Yeah. I was just curious, yeah, because yeah. that's traditionally used with that, that and rituximab. Oh, okay, yeah. And the R-CHOP is a five, five different ke- uh, drugs. Yeah, they called it a cocktail, and yeah. it's like a pink color. And they, I, I would say to them, I'm having my rosé tonight. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> Kathy, where do you think you'd be if you didn't know about uh, cannabis oil? Oh, yeah, I don't think I would be here. No, 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 no. Even my doctor said afterwards they didn't think I was going to make it. Like, they didn't tell me that at the time. Well, mm-hmm. the one, one the oncologist said if you do the, if, you know, the chemo and radiation, if you make it through that, but they didn't come right out and say they didn't, but they were surprised how well I did. Yes. Yeah. And are you cancer free today? I am. Yeah. I saw my um, oncologist this past July and he said, there's no signs and I'm good to go and I don't have to go to see him anymore. He says, I won't see you anymore. And then I said to him, well, you get telling people about the cannabis. <laughs> he said, well, we have a cancer cannabis uh, clinic downstairs and if people ask I'll send them down there I said but you should be referring them to that because he knows how they it helps with all the symptoms of the chemo and stuff yeah absolutely <sighs> frustrating <laughs> you're, it's you're... frustrating because <laughs> I help a lot of people now I you know after I I saw what it did for me I Anybody who reaches out, I give them any information they need. And, and I, there's a doctor here in town, and I send them to him. He's a palliative care, mm-hmm. and he will write prescriptions for anybody that I send to them. So that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, it's a learning process for doctors as well, because I yeah. think uh, even though it's legal in Canada as a result of their lack of knowledge, they mm-hmm. still revert to their old ways. And yes. that's going to take a while to change, unfortunately. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel great today. I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> what do you tell people who come to you, Kathy, for asking for uh, uh, information and who are per- perhaps afraid to try this? To- well, the f- sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the first thing I, I tell them is that, um, well, I ask what kind of cancers they have, because depending on what they have, because um, there's a lot of breast cancer in in this area too. I don't know about you guys, but it's a pan, it's an epidemic, and I think ugh, it's like every day there's somebody here that dies of cancer, and, and we do. I just live in a small community, and it's it's so frustrating. But um, so I'll I'll ask what kind they have, and then um, so if it's the HR positive breast cancer, I'll recommend, well, actually, I recommend CBD and THC mix now for everybody, because I, you know, the more cannabinoids and things you can get into your system, the better. Yeah, uh, you got to be careful with that. If, if, uh, if you've got a high level of CBD, and, and it's um, a cancer like lung cancer, where you need high THC. If you're doing CBD in any, any great quantities, for the for the in quotations normal cancer, I'm I'm excluding breast cancer in this one right now. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, you yeah. want to be doing it apart, two hours apart from each other. The THC and the CBD. Mm-hmm. THC kills cancer by targeting the CB1 receptor. CBD mm-hmm. blocks the THC from getting into the CB1 receptor. Yes. Yeah. 
Aren't you a wealth of knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thanks for uh, all the information and what you guys spread out there. It's so it's great that you have this show. I know it's it can be very tiring and and uh, frustrating sometimes, but thank you for all you guys do. Well, it's very kind of you to say it's it's not frustrating for me because Corey's the one that deals with people every day. It can be frustrating mm-hmm. for her. I think one of the yeah. we were talking about it having coffee uh, this morning, and one of the frustrations is that people want to know <laughs> a specific strain to yes. deal with a specific issue. And what uh, Corey has mentioned and what we've mentioned on this program is a lot is just take the damn cannabis, uh, have multi strains. <laughs> multi strains. It's not about any particular strains. Yeah, because the strain that you grow in Ontario is different than the strain that that is grown in British Columbia, even though it, it's the same plant. Correct. And it's it's yeah. different than something that's grown in Africa, Europe, or Australia, or the UK. Mm-hmm. It depends on the sunshine, the uh, moisture, the soil conditions. It's the same as growing anything. A tomato yeah. grown grown here in British Columbia is different than a tomato grown in Mississippi. Yeah, don't get yeah. so don't get caught up in strains so much as just having a variety. Period. Yeah, that's right. And, and I also just say you know high THC because I think the you know the yeah higher you definitely th- need THC. Yes, the high high, high percentage THC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. How does your How did your son uh, feel when he found out that his mom was uh, making her own cannabis? Oh, he was okay with it. <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't doesn't didn't have an issue with it, or no. doesn't have an issue. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Different generation, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. Well, actually. Yeah, actually, my I, my mom's got a prescription now too because she's got like Parkinson's and um, some pain issues. So she actually, um, I went took her to the doctor last year, and now she has a prescription. So she's doing a THC CBD. It's like a nine percent each. Um, it's mm-hmm. a hybrid, so it it works good for her and helps her her Parkinson's and yeah. How how yeah. how has it helped, Kath? Well, her shakiness, like she used to get up, she was on, she is on or was on a pharmaceutical um, one for Parkinson's, but it, I told the doctor, it didn't seem, didn't think it was helping. So her doctor, instead of taking her off of it, she doubled, she was only taking a half and then she put her on a whole one. So I thought, oh no. So anyway, um, so then the next time I took her, I said, um, I, well, actually, I was giving her some of mine, and it was helping. So I said, took her, and I said, I, I told the doctor, I said, I've seen videos on the internet. This guy who's got Parkinson's, and he smokes it. He's just shaking, and he smokes the joint. And uh, like a couple about ten minutes later, he's not. He's just as calm. And so she goes, Oh yeah, I knew that. So I said, Well, I would like you to write out a prescription for cannabis for my mom because. Um, when I give her, I said, she's taking the THC of mine. And when I give it to her, uh, like about half an hour later, her she's completely, her hand's not shaking at all. So she did end up writing a prescription for my mom too. So that's good. How often um, does your mom take it? She, she takes it um, t- twice a day. So morning she takes it. And then at night she takes um, my homemade, actually, THC, along with the CBD to help her sleep. And she's been sleeping so much better since she's been on it. Oh, what what a difference. 
So the oil that she has at night is high THC it's, oil. So we're looking at 60, 70% somewhere in there. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. How, how much are you giving her? Just a tiny bit because she's sensitive to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a tiny bit. Um, and then she gets that nine and nine in the morning. The It's called midnight. It's through med relief. Yeah. Um, and, and that helps too in the morning and help, helps her get through the day because it's got a little bit of uh, CBD and THC, and then at night uh, I give her more C- more THC, and then a higher CBD. She's taking the it's called a uh, Avidico, the high CBD. It's from Israel. Mm. Was she uh, okay when you suggested uh, taking it initially? <laughs> um, well, she knew I had taken it with for my cancer and stuff, mm-hmm. so she knew it was you know medicine. So yeah. I, I had to talk to her a bit, and then I said, "Well, let's just try it." And then I saw how well she was doing on it, so I said, "Next time we go to the doctor, um, we'll, we'll I'll take in a." a form from my company and we'll see if she'll write it out. And she did. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, people just have to try it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Corey, Corey got me hooked on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I blame Corey for everything. (laughs) Well, almost everybody in my family now is, you know, taking some form of it like CBD or whatever. And it's, you know, it's, it's helping everybody like with sleeping and everything. So, you know, you know, I, sorry, sorry, Kat, I, I tell this story over and over again about the number of people who will be willing to take pharmaceutical drugs and think they're fine. But mm-hmm. when, as soon as you mention cannabis, uh, they don't want to take that. Mm-hmm. Corey has a funny story that she uh, talked to someone yesterday about. Oh, yeah. Basically oh, yeah. didn't want to do uh, uh, marijuana. Isn't that illegal? Um, I'm going to stick with the safe drugs. There's a reason marijuana is illegal. I'm going to stick with the safe drugs, drugs, fentanyl and morphine. Yeah, I read that on your Facebook. Page. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, it's it's really tough. The stigma is still there, but we got to keep, you know, I just tell everybody and it's slowly slowly being accepted more, so. Yeah. Kathy, what are, how much are you doing for a maintenance dose? Um probably about a half a gram maybe. Like I do a little uh it, I've got this little instrument that I made up so I do a little scoop of my CBD and a little scoop of my my THC and I put it in a, a caplet and I I just take it every night before bed so so a half so a I'd gram say about, a a, about a half a gram yeah mm-hmm. and you sleep like a baby oh yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do yeah restorative sleep mm-hmm. it's uh it's fascinating that you've uh, you've Cured. Well, I don't want to say cure. You cleared because if we say cure, we're in deep trouble. Eradicated. Okay. Eradicated. Yeah. That's Eradicated. A, there we go. That's a much better term. You resolved. Resolved. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and you've resolved, eradicated, and cleared this issue around your heart when the doctor said you were going, they didn't think you'd live. They didn't think I'd make it. Yeah. Well, my actually, my family doctor said I didn't. He, I how she say it? I thought I would see next time I saw you'd be on the other side. And I went really. And she goes, Yeah. I didn't think you were going to make it. That was her her quote. And I thought, Wow. <laughs> and here you are. Yeah. And here I am. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, when I asked you earlier about uh, when this tumor was around your heart, if you had any sensation, and you said no, so I'm assuming that you didn't have any sensation when it resolved itself. No, I didn't, no. What about your neck? Was there any discomfort in your neck when you said Um, that? No, no discomfort there either, yeah. And I... (laughs) Like I said, it's it's an ep- epidemic around here, but um, a lot of people like oh, I lost my train of thought again. Sorry. No, that's okay. It happens. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. <laughs> no, just I was talking about your the the tumor around your neck or in your neck. Oh yeah. So a lot of people are, like around in this area, they're being diagnosed with stage four, like no symptoms. And they're being diagnosed with stage four, and then a week or two later, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, I'm now trying to find out what, well, I know what's causing, like all, all the poisons in our environment, our pesticides, in our water, mm-hmm. in our air. It's just, uh, our endocannabinoid system just can't handle it. Um, so if, I, I tell everybody, unless you're on the cannabis, you're probably not going to do very well because our our cannabinoid, endocannabinoid system just can't keep up with all the poisons and stuff that are being put in our bodies. Mm-hmm. When, when you first started taking cannabis, how did you react to it initially? Well, I, I had smoked, um, you know, recreationally in the past, so uh, it wasn't something new mm-hmm. uh, that I had done, but like I didn't smoke all the time, but you know, once in a while at, at a party or whatever. Um, so I was aware of how it would affect me, but uh, obviously ingesting it, like, yeah, you have to wait a couple hours or an hour and a half to two hours before it, the effects start taking, but, yeah. uh, it was, it was a different, different feeling, but, uh, yeah, it was all right. It was good feeling. So, so you stuck with it. Yeah, I stuck with it, and and uh, here I am today. <laughs> now, Kathy, what words of advice would you have for people who are diagnosed with cancer? They're obviously terrified that mm-hmm. they have this diagnosis. What words of advice would you give to them about possible steps to take in order to improve their health? So, um what I guess I would first I would ask what stage of cancer they had because if it's um, like not like stage one or two and they weren't experiencing any um, disabilitating you know Disabling, symptoms yeah, yeah yep. um, just uh, to um, start or try to start the taking the cannabis. Um, like I said, it's, it's legal here now. So I guess they could order it online Mm -hmm. through the store, but Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never been there. Um, but if it was like a stage three and stage four, um, yeah, I would recommend that they, if they could get the cannabis in them three, three times a day, even if they have to start out small amounts and build up, um, because the more you can get into your system, the better, like the more it's going to attack the cancer cells, the THC. So rec- I would recommend a high THC and um, stay home and rest. I know a lot of people are still working and out and about. And I know when I had cancer, I took quit work and I just stayed home and took the cannabis and while I was doing chemo and at home. So, yeah, rest and, and get the cannabis in you and... Uh, 
I, I it can help. It can hurt. It's only going to help. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kathy, it's great to uh, talk to you. It's great to find out that you're now cancer free. You're cleared. It's been eradicated. And yes. uh, it's wonderful news that uh, you're healthy again. Fantastic. Yes. Was great of you to do this with us. We very much appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I yeah, I, I just love the show and I, I listened to all the, the success stories and I, I share it with everybody. So thank you for all you guys do. Well, thank you for sharing. We yeah. appreciate it. Thanks so much, Kathy. And we thank Kathy and we also like to thank our producer, Ron Zahar, who uh, produces our program for us. And also Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcasts on YouTube. And we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, if you'd like to donate to Cannabis Health Radio, we'd greatly appreciate it. You can make a one-time donation or a monthly donation on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And also, we encourage you to write a review on uh, YouTube or Apple iTunes and any other format that you listen to this program on. We greatly appreciate it. And I'm Ian Jessup, and you are... Corey Allen. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.